1: Listen to Our Way on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Freedom and mandates. Can those two go hand in hand? We're going to talk about that tonight. Plus, this week in Wokeism, it's going to be a great show on I'm Right. Freedom. You've heard that word a lot. I mean, I understand I have an international audience as well, but for all the Americans, which is the vast majority of my audience, you've heard the word freedom a lot. Free, land of the free, freedom, liberty. You've heard these words a lot. I'm going to ask you something, and I want you to be honest with yourself. You don't have to be honest with me. For the first time, you don't have to be honest with your spouse sitting next to you. Just to yourself. Do you want freedom? Freedom. Is that, is that the kind of society you want to live in? And I want you to think about it before you answer, because the American response is going to automatically be, yes, of course, freedom, America flag, baby, yeah. Are you sure you want it? Are you? Because I'm seeing a society that doesn't look like it wants it anymore. I'm seeing a society that thinks freedom is one of those things, well, yeah, I mean, you can take it whatever, it's nice, but... Lots of times you have to set it aside and be forced to do this or forced to do that. Are you comfortable with freedom? And here's what makes this question hard. If I were to ask you, are you personally, are you comfortable with freedom? Do you want to be free? You would say, oh yeah, absolutely, Jesse. I want to be free. But if I were to ask you, are you sure you want all these other people to be free? In an honest moment? That gets more difficult, doesn't it? You see, what we've seen with coronavirus, and we we'll go over all this Fauci stuff and mandate stuff and all this other stuff, what we've seen with coronavirus and the American absolute shocking shift towards totalitarianism, and what we've seen is a society that doesn't really value freedom anymore. We don't. Now, I'm sure you personally do. It was a rhetorical question. I'm sure you do. But as a whole, we don't value freedom here anymore. Now, there are a lot of reasons for that. One of the main ones is we got rich and fat and bored, as wealthy societies do. And once that happened, we became a generation of privilege, and we lost any sense of our founding. We don't have any ties to our founding anymore. We don't treasure freedom because all we've ever known is freedom. We haven't known the other half of it. That's why you see the people out there who are yelling the loudest about what's happening in America. They're people who've escaped from places like Cuba and Venezuela. They're screaming into the microphone, What are you doing? Don't you see what's happening? Why? They've known the other half. The problem is, you and I, we've only ever known freedom. We've only ever known it, so we don't appreciate it at all. We have no real deep-seated appreciation for it because we're just... We haven't been taught. We haven't been taught what it's like. And now we are a society run by people who hate it. We have to accept that. And that's hard to accept. But our cultural institutions, you name me the cultural institution right now that's fighting for your freedom. Is there one? I mean, let's set aside the Democratic Party, obviously. Let's set them aside. Are the republicans out there fighting tooth and nail for freedom i know some individual governors are you know a few senators here and there but as a whole you see them fighting for freedom okay so we don't have the political parties let's go with the bureaucracy are they interested in freedom right now cdc fbi doj they all about that freedom life right now or are they all about control all right government's all gone entertainment entertainment's important you're hollywood your sports, your music. These things are important. You can say they're not, they are. They matter a lot to society. They influence how people think. They out there talking about liberty and freedom. They're out there talking about control. Okay, so they're gone, let's just admit that. Professors, I don't think we have to have that conversation again tonight, right? We know where that's going. What about your medical community? An important pillar in any society. Guys who keep people healthy, get people healthy once people get sick. your are medical community. I mean, doctor. Doctor is a term that's respected automatically. It's one of those things like uh, the general, cop, fireman. You find out someone's a doctor. You, as a human being, automatically assign some level of respect to that person, right? I mean, these are doctors. They go to school for 97 years. They learn how to fix all these things. Doctor, help me. My toe hurts. It's doctor. He's out there to help people. What if the medical community doesn't believe in freedom either? Where does that leave us? What do we have left? I I saw, look, as, as you know, I'm not the biggest Dr. Fauci fan in the world. I don't think he's the antichrist. I think he's just a pretty corrupted bureaucrat who screwed this whole thing up, has no idea what he's doing, and he's just pretending. That's really what I've thought. But this is quite a thing for a doctor to say.
1: I'm sorry. I I mean, I know people must like to have their individual freedom and not be told to do something. But I think we're in such a serious
0: situation now that under certain circumstances, mandates should be done.
3: I know you like your freedom. But I'm a doctor. Sorry, you don't get that anymore. Is that where we are? Where are we at? Set, Set the coronavirus portion of that aside. Set the Dr. Fauci part of that aside. Where are we at in America when people feel comfortable speaking like this to us? Do you know what would have happened to you in the year 1900 if you spoke like this to the American public? (laughs) I don't want to hear about your freedoms, all right? We have things to do. But these people, they're comfortable. I mean, the White House chief of staff,
1: Ron Klain, comfortable saying it. Well, you know, two weeks ago, the president announced we were going to require all federal civilian employees to either be vaccinated or to face rigorous testing, limits on their activities, other restrictions to try to really pressure them to get vaccinated. Uh, We're obviously working closely with private employers
0: to try to encourage them to do the same thing. Uh, We need to put requirements on people to get
3: vaccinated. That's how we're going to get this behind us. That's how we're going to be able to go back to normal. Put requirements on people. Let's see. So we have Fauci talking about individual freedoms. I know you like that <laughs> with the, kind of the fake eye rule, but I'm um, set that aside. And then we have the White House chief of staff. We have to put requirements on people. You heard Bill de Blasio, that scumbag mayor of New York. We played it on the show last week. I'm not going to play it again. Hey, the voluntary phase is over. I'm going to ask you something, and you don't have to answer, but I want you to think about this. When did these people get comfortable speaking to us like this? We are free by law here in America. We have a constitution. I realize it doesn't mean anything anymore, but we have a constitution and we are free. And yet they're comfortable speaking this way about what you're required to do, you're mandated to do. Here's what your freedoms are. No, don't tell me about your freedoms. I've got requirements for you. I'm sorry? Here's another doctor on CNN.
0: This is now one of the most dangerous times in the pandemic when it comes to children because we have the more contagious Delta variant, we have surges, and we have so many
1: adults. Letting down their guard, not wearing masks, not getting vaccinated. That's contributing to this really dangerous environment for children. Indoor masking becomes even more
0: important. Universal masking, as Andy mentioned, type of mask also matters. Ideally, KN95
1: or N95, if the child is able to tolerate that. If not, at least a three-ply surgical mask. Cloth masks are not enough. Improved ventilation, vaccination for the teachers and staff and
0: parents, and very importantly, testing as well. We should at least be having weekly testing for all the
3: Unvaccinated children and staff. I'm sorry? Weekly testing for all those bad unvaccinated kids. You know, the kids who have like that much of a risk of having serious complications from coronavirus? I mean, I was been told to trust the science. That's what the data tells me. I have a year and a half of data. No, no, if we have these unvaccinated kids, get them down to the nurse's office now. Time for your weekly test. Tilt your head back while I jam a Q tip up your nose. This is what you get, little Timmy, for not getting vaccinated. I have been warning you about something. I'm not going to stop warning you because it's coming and it's pretty much here. We are doing something right now in the United States of America that has been done time and time and time and time again throughout the history of the world, and it ends with violence. Lots of times, lots of violence. What is that something? We are creating a second lower class of people in our society. And we're scapegoating them and saying to everyone else, these are the people, you see them? These are the lower class. These are the unvaccinated. They're who you have to blame for your problems. Step one, step one, every single time something horrible has happened to a group of people throughout history, step one has always been classification. We're here. They're not. Let's separate them. They're not only not part of us, they're to blame for everything we're going through. You see, once you've separated classes of people, the inevitable next step is deciding what to do with that lower class of people that's causing all the problems. I mean, you can't just classify them, right? We, we have to do something to them, don't we? But just set aside your freedoms. They're requiring you, haven't you heard? You don't believe me about what's coming next, but you're already seeing little bits of it. Here, This is a school board meeting. You're already seeing little bits of it throughout society. Watch this. Because it's just not okay for kids to commit murder by coming to school without a mask. And when it comes down to it, it's possible. They will, ch- they will cause a death of another child because they come to school without a mask. That's really bad, right? Didn't you hear what she just said? That separate class of people, those unvaccinated? They're gonna cause kids to die. We can't let them do that, right? We better do something to them. Let's do something to them so they can't kill our kids. Are you starting to understand now? I'm a history freak. So I've been always curious about this. I mean, you look at horrible genocides and things like that that happened throughout history. And I, would, I could never wrap my mind around how a society could do that. I mean, even if you don't like a certain group of people or something, that's fine. Everyone has their prejudices. But how do you get yourself to the point where you feel like you could just line them up against the ditch and shoot them? Who, what human mind could get there, right? What kind of monster could do that? I never understood it. All the history books and documentaries I ever, I ever watched and read, I never got it. I get it now. I do. I see it. I see it happening right in front of me now. The other class, the lower class, the class that's responsible for your lockdowns. Your kids are dying. Grandma died. Oh, you don't like wearing that mask? It's their fault. The inevitable next step is deciding what to do to these people telling you and we're not even talking about the impact all this insanity has already had on kids These kids are mentally struggling here. We have this guy. He's a doctor in Pittsburgh. Social anxiety, language delays, and other things. Kids are afraid to leave their parents and go play with other children. And when they do play with other children, they throw temper tantrums. Of course they do. Full disclosure, I ran into this with my kids who are back to school. I ran into this yesterday with a child who goes to my kids' school He'd been held out of school for a year and a half, mask on his face. Mommy, is it safe? Now he's back at school. He's not doing that well. What have we done? Praise God there are still governors out there like Ron DeSantis, though. So we think think it's ultimately the parents' decision. We think that this is
0: something that intimately affects the health and well-being of young kids we had a whole year to watch how this is developed in florida and throughout the united states and throughout the world and i can tell you in florida we had school districts that mandated it last year others that didn't same with private and, and charter and there was no statistical difference in terms of the cases so ultimately my view is it's a parent's decision if you believe in Uh, the masking during the school, you're free to do it. No one's saying you can't do it. Uh, But if you're somebody that is concerned about that, that thinks that that may not be the right thing for your child, then I think you should have the right
3: uh, to make that ultimate decision. Finally, finally, some leadership outstanding. And just one more quick note before we leave. These people they're very worried about coronavirus, haven't they heard? Haven't you heard? The masks and the, and the vaccines. They're very, very, very worried about coronavirus. The Biden administration, all of them, they're very worried about it. But, but I still see these scenes at the border with all these illegal immigrants pouring into the country, and it's almost like, it's almost like they're not really that worried about it. Hmm. Something to think about. All that may have made you uncomfortable, but I'm right. Coming up next, we have This Week in Wokeism. You're going to enjoy it. Maybe. You may throw something at the TV. But first, home title theft. Part of the thing, one of the things that's so terrible about it is you don't know when it happened. It's not like somebody sticking a gun in your face and stealing your wallet. You're aware that happened. You might have already been a victim of home title theft a couple months ago and have no idea. You might be close right now to getting evicted from your home. That's the truth. Go to HomeTitleLock.com. I have an offer for you right now. Actually, it's not even an offer. I have a freebie for you. $100 value for free. Go put in your address in HomeTitleLock.com right now. They'll give you the whole title history and tell you if you've already been a victim of this. HomeTitleLock.com. We'll be back. This is a family show, right? It's a family show has always been, will always be a family show. It's time now for this week in wokeism, And our top part of this is something... I'll be honest with you. I'm always honest with you, right? Uh, the production staff and I have had several debates on how much of this I even want to show you because I find it revolting. And we, we got down to the point where we're negotiating like we're businessmen. Should we show 15 seconds? Five seconds? No, let's agree on 10 seconds. It's that bad. Jen Psaki in the white house hired some tiktok star i guess some i don't even know what you would call this person called benny drama to try to sell the vaccine you're welcome to cringe you're welcome to cover your eyes there's no nudity or profanity or anything like that it's just not something i wanted to play at all on my show but look the truth is brutal sometimes right you want to know the direction of your country here it is
4: one sec democracy's calling (laughs) see you daddy bye
1: Hi, my name is Cooper, and this is a day in my life as a White House intern.
3: (laughs) We did a joke. All right. Why does that matter? Well, we got an email. They leaked an email. The White House is actually putting out an effort right now to specifically target 12 to 25-year-olds with their vaccination Push. Why does that guy, why does he get a a little couple minutes on my show? That guy has a million followers on TikTok. A million followers. Why would I bring any of this up to you? Because I want you to understand something. And this is something I have to be on top of in my house as well. I'm going through this as well. Because on occasion we let our kids go, you know, we'll get on their pads or whatever and watch stuff. These people these people who talk to your kids through TikTok and YouTube or whatever you let them watch, some of these people are not people you want influencing your kids. They are these cultural Marxist nut jobs, and they're pushing messages that you don't want. I'm not telling you to make your kids turn everything off or whatnot. I mean, monitor it. I would give that advice, but be aware of what's out there for your kids. Did you see about Robin? You see about Robin? Batman and Robin have announced that uh, Robin is bisexual. Now, obviously, a Batman and Robin comic book, uh, that in and of itself is not that important. What is important is, back to what I was just talking about, for you to understand, the people who produce the things your kids consume, Nickelodeon, how many videos have we showed you? Sesame Street, Batman and Robin, uh, some kids' YouTube thing, kids' TikTok... The people who produce the things that are specifically made for your kids and my kids, they're not trying to entertain them. They're trying to twist them up. They're trying to infect them with this disgusting cultural Marxist filth. They are. They don't sit down anymore and even write a Batman and Robin comic and say to themselves, let's make this fun, let's make this intense. It's good A good, bad guy. It's about good versus evil. They don't do that. They sit down and write comics for your kids now, and they think to themselves, how can I push an agenda? How can I make them hate themselves for being white? How can I make them think everyone should be gay? How can I make them think... That's how these people think. And they're producing the things your kids consume. And they're producing things that do influence your kids. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm trying to wake you up and myself up. I've got to be even better at it at my house, too. We've got to be aware. These people are purposeful now. They don't look at anything and say to themselves, let's not go there. They just don't think in that way. Be aware. That's all I'm saying. All right. It's enough of that. Now, you dippers, you smokers, people who use tobacco, I have some help for you. It's called Jake's Mint Chew. And the reason I love Jake's Mint Chew, I still use it. I have, I think, like six cans of it still in my house as we speak right now. I use the CBD pouches. They're my favorite. They're the best because they're so clean. And that CBD helps take some of the edge off. The next time you want to dip, just do this for me one time is all I'm saying. Next time you want a cigarette, next time you want to dip, go grab some Jake's Mint Chew. Order some right now. Order some of the CBD pouches or anything you want. Order some of the CBD pouches. And just one time for me, one time. The next time you want one, put in some Jake's Mint Chew. It's tobacco-free, it's nicotine-free, it's even sugar-free. It will help you break that routine. JakeSmintChew.com. Make sure you use the promo code JESSE that will save you some money. Save 10%. All right, we'll be back. Joining me now, Breitbart's Second Amendment expert, AWR Hawkins. First of all, A W. When is the price of ammo going down? I just went and tried to buy a bunch of 300 blackout this weekend. Who in the world can afford these prices? I I can't do this anymore, man.
2: Uh, They've got enough people affording it that it keeps the price up. And I don't mean that that's because they're working on a plan behind the scenes. Demand is just... When you're pushing Dave Chipman for ATF director or AFP director, when you're doing that in the Biden administration... You're going to make people buy ammo because they're scared to death. There's going to be a scarcity.
3: I'm glad you brought up Mr. Chipman. I actually have a little video of him. And so in their mind, uh, they might be confident. They might think that they're die hard, ready to go. But
0: unfortunately, they're more like Tiger King. And it, they're putting themselves and their
3: families in danger. And so what I would suggest is for those people who were first-time gun owners, if they did go out and buy a gun, um, I would secure that gun locked and unloaded and hide it behind the cans of tuna and beef jerky that you have stored in a cabinet and, um, you know, only bring that out if the zombies start to appear. Um, And I don't think they are. I actually love that audio, AWR. I love it when they come out and they just honestly tell you exactly what they think about stupid hicks like you and I. Right.
2: Right. Well, I don't eat much tuna, so I don't know what I'm going to hide mine behind. (laughs) I guess I could hide it behind the beef and the cheese. I love both of those things. But uh, listen, this guy is incredible, Jesse. You know it and I know it. I mean, who picked this guy? And uh, to act like first time gun buyers are somehow a danger to themselves and their families i go i always side with reagan on these kind of things you know reagan trusted the people with freedom and i trust the people with freedom and i think that's the only way we can do this and i believe the the freer we are the safer we are and i know there are inherent risks in freedom but if you take the risk away you take the freedom away jesse so we're either going to have to say okay we're going to embrace a certain degree of risk and be a free and vibrant people or we're going to have to say you know what government keep me safe and when you do that you look like Chicago or New York City or Los Angeles I don't want that life
3: where, where is this guy's nomination process at I honestly thought he was already going to sail through why hasn't he well,
2: for some reason and for good reason uh, people have decided Maybe this isn't the right guy. And, of course, some of it's pragmatic. You look at Joe Manchin in West Virginia. He's got to run for re-election pretty soon. West Virginia is, if you look at how Trump rolled that state up, if you're the senator from West Virginia and you vote for this guy, you're in big trouble. So there's a little pragmatic pressure on Manchin. You look at John Tester. uh, Tester's got pressure on him. And there he is in Montana. You look at Montana over the last year. They've done away with their concealed carry permit. They've expanded campus carry. Uh, they've done uh, they've uh, done away with a lot of government mandated gun-free zones and so if you're John tester what are you gonna do? you're gonna go against those people so you're and cinema's and gonna have the same problem in Arizona you know Arizona in Guns and ammo magazine is the number one state for gun rights year after year so I believe you look at him and ask the question you did why hasn't he sailed through yet? Those three senators are key and we only need one defection we need one Democrat defection. And it looks like there's a chance we could get three. I'm not saying I know that. I'm saying there's a chance. Okay, let's
3: look. We talk about enough ugly stuff. We're going to talk about more ugly stuff here in just a moment. Give me some good news. Which states are out there moving the right direction on guns? I know federally we're not doing anything right, but it's the states, individual states, who's doing the right thing out there?
2: Well, we've had a lot of right things this year. Utah, Montana, Texas, all did away with their concealed carry permits. Tennessee did away with their concealed carry permit. Uh, You know, in Texas on September 1st, uh, Texas becomes a constitutional carry state. And so you have a lot of movement in the right direction around the country. And uh, so I think the state level is where we need to keep fighting. It's where we need to secure our victories. We are going to get victories. But I also believe, I don't know, I know you watch, Jesse, but as Biden keeps talking all this leftist fringe stuff, his numbers are going down. That makes our our odds for 2022 a lot better. And if we can win back either the House or the Senate, we've got it made. We turn him into a lame duck president. You've got a bunch of Navy SEALs running for office right now. One of them is one of my buds, Eli Crane. Eli Crane will never support gun control, not in a million years. He's a fighter. He's a freedom lover. So we have an opportunity to get a bunch of people like that in office in 2022. We've got to do it. Okay, well, that is that
3: is outstanding news. All right, Lori Lightfoot, cop gets shot over the weekend. Twenty Beautiful 29-year-old woman, two-month-old baby. She's dead. We didn't talk about it on the show. Just as a rule, I do not politicize death in any way. I think that it's important people have a time to mourn. Lori Lightfoot didn't do that. Of course, the mayor of Chicago immediately comes out and makes it about guns. Chicago is a war zone right now, AWR. Is it those evil guns?
2: Right. No, I mean, let me tell you, Jesse, I know you know. They have uni- They have Well, they just signed universal background checks. They'll take effect in about a year, but they have a FOID card requirement. They have a 72-hour wait period on gun purchases. They have uh, a red flag law. They have all these things. In Cook County, they have an assault weapons ban. That's where Chicago's located. So they have all the gun controls the Democrats tell us will keep us safe. You can't blame the guns anymore. You can't blame the guns. You're going to have to go, okay, these gun controls are keeping law-abiding citizens unarmed, and it makes them vulnerable. Or you're going to have to also admit this. Felons, like the individual who allegedly shot that police officer, felons don't pay attention to laws they don't pay attention to you can't carry a gun in here or you can't possess a gun because you're a felon they don't pay attention to that kind of stuff and so we end up like we ended up saturday night the only solution is to prosecute criminals to the full extent of the law make examples out of them every chance you get and to be sure law-abiding citizens can be armed
3: awr i don't like to pour cold water all over everybody when they get excited about something but i came on the show yesterday after cuomo cuomo was the big news yesterday and i told everybody look cuomo's a scumbag everyone knows it yeah i'm happy he had a, a, a moment that's bad for him might want to table that celebration because the people coming to power in new york are not the kind of people you want coming to power you wrote something about hokul what's going on with her
2: yeah, you know, Hochul is uh, gun control through and through. She praised Cuomo for signing the SAFE Act, which uh, sounds like I'm just saying the same thing over and over. I apologize. It created universal background checks, assault weapons ban, high-capacity magazine ban, firearm registration, ammunition registration. It did all of that in New York City. And what do we have? We reported at Breitbart that shootings in the Bronx were up uh, by 56% January 1 through... Uh, July 27th of this year, a 56% increase. And, uh, you know, this gun control isn't working, but she's coming in praising it. uh, And you can find the video in 2008. uh, She praised everything he had done and pushed for a red flag law. Now the state does have a red flag law. It's not doing anything to stop shootings. It's not. It's just like this is like Chicago 2.0 or maybe Chicago's NYC 2.0 however you want to do it two peas in a pod gun control gun control gun control all it means is the criminals know the people can't shoot back so they attack with impunity
3: awr on that note i know we talked about the good part earlier about the red states passing some great laws and they're doing great things right now are the blue states consistently continuing to move the other the wrong direction on guns or have they kind of backed off that issue
2: well, Illinois—they did just. Uh, their governor last week signed universal background checks, but you don't see a lot of movement. And I think that betrays the truth, Jesse. And the truth is that uh, gun control is not as popular. It's that's kind of one of the great lies. You know, the great lies. Uh, uh, I don't I don't want to name them all because I get so off-topic, I, I risk angering people for no reason, but great lies like climate change or global warming or all that. The same thing with gun control. Gun control is not that popular. Uh, if it were, Joe Biden's numbers would be going way up right now, not way down. And if gun control was so popular, the gun sales wouldn't be through the roof, Jesse. They would have tapered off. But people don't like gun control. They don't like knowing they can't defend themselves, so you can't buy bullets, Jesse. And a lot of people can't find a gun, and that's because the American people want firearms. They want bullets. They want to be able to defend their lives.
3: Hey, W.R. Hawkins. Thank you, my brother. I appreciate you.
2: Oh, great to be with you, Jesse. I hope you have a great day.
3: You too. All right. Speaking of firearms, you carry? You should be carrying, but do you carry? What do you carry your weapon in? Have you thought about it? Have you thought about what you carry your weapon in? Did you just grab a holster off the shelf in the big box hunting store last time you were in there? Ah, this one fits. Or did you take the time to buy quality? Quality that will last for a long time and not fail you and break when you need it most. Go to nwretention.com. Northwest Retention Systems not only has the coolest designs in the game... Every single thing custom made. Custom made and custom made right here in America. Go to nwretention.com. Use the promo code Jesse when you get there. It actually gets you 10% off. Save some money. All right. It's time for Chuck DeVore. Hang on. Joining me now, as he often does, my friend Chuck DeVore. Chuck. I'm going to tackle the first thing. First, by the way, Chuck, is with the Texas Public Policy Institute. He's the vice president of national initiatives. Chuck, these Democrats, everybody knows about the Democrats who fled the session. They went back to D.C. They put the whole thing on Instagram and talked about how oppressed they were. Are they back? And if they're back, are they in jail? Well, some of them
0: are back. Uh, The last I heard, and this was just a few moments ago, uh, we have about 96 members available out of the 100 that we need for quorum. So Texas has 150 members of the House. Texas is one of only four states, though, that has a two-thirds requirement instead of a simple majority to get a quorum. Massachusetts actually has less than 50 percent. Kind of odd. But, uh, no, we're we're still four shy. And so far as I know, no one's been arrested. And we've had a second judge, in fact, issue an injunction saying that... Uh, they can't go, the House cannot go and arrest a member, uh, Gene Wu, out of the uh, Houston area because, I guess, the judge thinks he's the Speaker of the House now.
3: Okay, I, I, I don't want to nerd out on legal details, but I've got to know, Chuck, is the judge now the king? I mean, can, can Greg Abbott just go arrest them anyway and ignore this? Yeah. I, I understand this gets into the legal weeds here, but what can we do? So what we're talking about here is
0: a concept that's been around for hundreds of years uh, legislative privilege. Uh, It has to do with both the immunity of members of a legislative body, a parliamentary body from arrest by the executive or hundreds of years ago by the king, as well as their ability to compel uh, the arrest of their own members so that they can do business. Uh, This is about being able to do the people's business. And so the speaker of the Texas House, issued uh, I think it was uh, uh, just in the last 24 hours uh, civil arrest warrants for 52 absent members out of the 67 Democrats uh, who are absent without permission from the chamber from the Texas House of Representatives chamber uh, so at this point now uh, pending perhaps resolution of this uh, second judicial uh, temporary restraining order this one out of Harris County we had one out of out of uh, Travis County a day and a half ago that was tossed by the Texas Supreme Court, properly tossed. Uh, now we have a new one. Uh, but um, we'll see. I mean, it's a high drama. We're in our second special session. Governor Abbott has promised to continue calling special session after special session uh, until the election date, I suppose, if he needs to.
3: Okay. Uh, how has Governor Abbott been throughout this process. I'll be honest, as soon as he announced he was going to arrest them when they return, I said, no, he won't. You watch, he's gonna chicken out. But has he been good? Have I been wrong? Right, so to be very clear, the governor
0: does not have the authority to arrest the members. This is an authority inherent within a legislative body. So what happens is, in this case, the Speaker of the Texas House issued his own uh, warrants for the civil arrest of these 52 absent members. That then empowers the sergeant of arms uh, to work with Texas law enforcement and to ask them to secure the members to bring them into the chamber. Now this doesn't often happen in Texas, but it has happened in other states and it has happened at the federal level. For example, you might be amused to hear that back in 1988, uh, Republicans were using parliamentary procedures to stall a Democratic effort to pass. Uh, campaign finance reform legislation and late at night, I believe it was Senator Malcolm Wallop um, asked for a quorum, you know, called to question that there was a quorum and then left. There weren't a lot of Democrats around, so they broke quorum. And so the leader in the U.S. Senate then uh, told the sergeant at arms to go find uh, members and round them up and bring them to the chamber so they could have a quorum. And they found Senator Bob Packwood in his office, and Senator Packwood, former senator from, from Oregon and he refused to go with them, And so literally the sergeant at arms, the Capitol Police in this case, Capitol Police uh, literally physically restrained a U.S. Senator and dragged him into the Senate chamber by his feet so they could have a quorum. So this is something that happens from time to time in legislative bodies. (laughs)
3: Okay. <laughs> all right what exactly are they holding up i think we've probably lost the plot on what they're right. holding up why they did all this what are they holding up and is it going to inevitably pass at some point anyway
0: right so there's there's two things of consequence that i'd like to, to mention there's actually more but the, the huge reason why they left is the uh, election integrity reforms that the republicans would like to pass and by the way this is fairly routine uh, legislation uh, I've testified in favor of uh, legislation to tighten up and to close loopholes and improve safeguards in the Texas Election Code multiple times going back to 2017. So this is not anything that is anything new, uh, but it reduces the opportunity for a legislative or, pardon me, uh, electoral shenanigans. And so there's a fair number of Democrats that don't like it. They claim that uh, the legislation is racist and they claim that it's, it's going to suppress minority votes, et cetera. Uh, whereas Republicans uh, and the Texas Public Policy Foundation looks at it as is improving safeguards uh, over a free and fair uh, vote and so what they did is a bunch of them fled to Washington DC and interestingly enough Jesse they advocated for s1 and HR1 the so-called For the People Act which would federalize election rules over all 50 states and outlaw for example a photo ID to be required to to vote it would, prevent the proper maintenance of voter lists. It would allow for same day registration. Uh, It would prevent people from even being able to check whether or not the the newly registered voter was a citizen in time for them to cast a ballot. And so uh, all the while, while they're trying to resist uh, the improvements to Texas law and claiming, by the way, that they're not opposed to to voter ID because it's very, very popular in Texas. Uh, some 87% of Texans agree that we should have voter ID. Uh, Then they go to Washington, D.C., and they say something entirely uh, different, 180 degrees different, by trying to, uh, you know, encourage passage of this bill in Washington, D.C. that would override all of Texas's election laws, including the current bill being considered today. So that's one thing. Another thing, bail reform. In Texas, if you're a, a violent criminal and you have a violent background and you have enough dough to make bail or you get in front of a weak judge this happens especially in Harris County which is the I think, the third most populous county uh, in the country uh, home to Houston uh, we have had now seven people murdered in Texas since the end of the regular session at the end of May five of whom were murdered out of Harris County and these are individuals who were murdered because the people that killed them got out uh, on bail when they were dangerous criminals, and there's a bail reform bill that was pending at the end of May. That when the Democrats broke quorum over the the uh, election uh, law, they couldn't pass this one either. So that's on the call as well. So every month that goes by, if you if you count the numbers, uh, we're looking at approximately three or four people killed every month because of the Democrats' delay and we need a constitutional amendment to pass it. It would have been on the ballot in November to fix it, but now we've missed the deadline because the Democrats left town and won't do their job. So now it can't be passed by the voters until May of 2022. So in that six-month delay, my estimate is that at least 21 Texans are going to be murdered, killed by criminals because the Democrats left town and refused to do their jobs.
3: It, it, is, it is crazy to me, Chuck, how just one party is in such control of so many things they just don't play by any rules anymore and don't feel compelled to do so. It blows me away. Chuck DeVore, thank you so much, my brother. I appreciate you. Thank you. All right. I want you to do something for me. I want you to go to thefirsttv.com right now, and I want you to sign up for our daily newsletter because I know what you do. I know what you do because it's the same thing I do. You wake up in the morning and you start scrolling through all the websites and I wonder what's new. What's the news of the day? and I, I need video. I heard someone say something. where it, You don't have to do that anymore. Our daily newsletter, we gather it all for you and put it in one newsletter. You go wake up and there you go. Go to thefirsttv.com. Sign up for it today. It's time to lighten the mood. A lot of people talk about courage, right? Bravery. That's, that's courage. Courageous. You know what real courage is? When you have something to lose. When you really take a risk. Truth is, and this is the honest truth, I don't take any risks when I come on here and tell you what I think every single night. The first wants me to do that. They've never once told me, don't say that, you can't say that, you better say this. I'm allowed, in fact, encouraged to say whatever I want. So to lighten the mood, I know it's a little different today. I just thought, I thought this was one of the most courageous things I've seen in a while, and it was awesome. Loudoun County, Virginia, it's one of these crazy whack job critical race theory places. We had a teacher step up and quit because of what they're doing with COVID. And I just, I thought she deserved our respect.
4: My name is Laura Morris. I have been a teacher in Loudoun County Public Schools for five years and a teacher for 10. This summer, I have struggled with the idea of returning to school, knowing that I'll be working yet again with a school division that, despite its shiny tech and flashy salary, promotes political ideologies that do not square with who I am as a believer in Christ. After reading about your lack of consideration for the growing population of concerned citizens in this division, clearly evidenced by this empty room tonight where you shut the doors to the public, as well as the emails sent by the superintendent last year reminding me that a dissenting opinion is not allowed even to be spoken in my personal life clearly you've made your point you no longer value me or many other teachers you've employed in this county so since my contract outlines the power that you have over my employment in Loudon county public schools i thought it necessary to resign in front of you school board i quit I quit your policies, I quit your trainings, and I quit being a cog in a machine that tells me to push highly politicized agendas on our most vulnerable constituents, the children. I will find employment elsewhere. I encourage all parents and staff in this county to flood the private schools.
3: Daggone. Respect, lady. See you tomorrow.
2: No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon and Time, is back for another round.
2: We had a big bear of a man. who was called Mal Evans. He was on roadie. And uh, mm-hmm. I was coming back on the plane. And he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. <laughs> I said,
1: what? Sergeant and Pepper.